because you know why? Why? Because it feels right. It feels right. Legendary. Hi, Adam. Hello, Robert. How are you? I'm lovely. Welcome to the It Feels Right podcast because it's been too long and it feels right to be here. And you have a new background because you are in a new house. That is correct. And I'm not going to lie, in the last two, two and a half weeks, Robert, I've done several things that feel wrong. And <laughs> I needed to be on this podcast to make it feel right. And here we are. So, uh, yes, in a new house, Robert, uh, as everyone in the world knows, moving is one of the worst things ever. But uh, we're, we're getting through it. So what has felt wrong? Moving's well, obviously felt right. No, the only thing that's the only there's just been multiple things that have felt wrong because we had not uh, done a podcast. Oh sure. But if we if we had stayed on schedule, then they would it wouldn't. The have world been an issue. would have turned properly, and everything. That's would right. Be fine. I mean, as I mean, as a high end content creator these days, Robert, <laughs> you know, I just I mean, come on. I mean, I gotta, I gotta. It's the juice in my veins. I need to have it every week, buddy. You're a pickle influencer. That's what you are. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a real influencer. Let me tell you what, Robert. <laughs> well, we got lots to cover because a lot has, I feel like a lot's happened. Like we have obviously MLP, but we haven't recorded since after MLP. So we have, you know, MLP wrapped up. We have a couple of tournaments that have wrapped up. We've got um, new owners that announced an MLP. We have a new league altogether with Vibe. We've got um, some, some historic, you know historically mlp players moving over to vibe so there's lots to cover um i don't know if we'll have time to cover it all today but we will cover as much as we can uh correct yes yeah. so I, I think we just obviously jump right into uh this vibe situation uh as we had uh kind of sprinkled in over the last i, I don't even know when it exactly got announced but just uh standard ppa players sprinkled in uh, every day or day or two talking uh, about being uh, uh, submitting, submitting their, name. their name for the draft. Oh, Correct. What Correct. A, yeah, what a, no, and it like was just, answer. yeah, it was just completely standard stuff and standard players. And then all of a sudden we had uh, yesterday uh, and a, I, I don't, I don't know the guy's name, but a legitimate sports kind of tweeter commenter. Uh, uh, Darren Ravel. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, yeah. Made a statement that J.W. Johnson and Dylan Frazier will be submitting their names for the Vibe <laughs> Draft. Well, I mean, if they submit their names, maybe they won't get drafted. I mean, that's hey, just a, it's just a submission. You're, right? you're, oh, shit, yeah. I'm just submitting my name. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, yeah, definitely uh, very interesting because we, little birdie, I believe, told us, Robert, that he will not be able for sure to play the MLP event. Uh, yeah, that was that was my big question. It's like, okay, these guys are submitting their names, and we have J.W. Johnson so far and Dylan Frazier so far from the kind of the MLP pool that just played this last MLP that have submitted their names to the Vibe League draft. Um, and yeah, that was my big question: is if they if they play Vibe, will that conflict with playing MLP? And we got confirmation that um, they will not be able to play MLP. I don't know if that is because dates will be conflicting. I don't know if that's because of the vibe contract. I don't know why that is, but um, it's yeah, it's it's a fact. It's confirmed that JW and Dylan will not be able to play MLP. Yeah, which is which is a big deal. Which is obviously a really big deal as uh, you know more and more teams and team owners come into MLP. 
uh, already a slight thinness. Uh, I, I would consider it slight, not major, a slight thinness yeah. uh, with the expansion and more expansion. Uh, obviously, lots of talent growing in this sport, but to lose two heavy hitters and two, you know, super top heavy uh, men uh, that will not be able to play. And JW Johnson Dillon could very possibly be the one and two players in that draft uh, on the men's side is, is more than noteworthy. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think, I think the big question is, you know, I think their, their announcements today's the second, hopefully this gets out the third, but yeah, I mean, vibes making their announcement, what and what's tomorrow basically um the start of the uh, i believe it's the texas open ppa in dallas so more announcements to come which is why we will probably record another podcast later this week to kind of dive into that announcement and and you know everything else that's transpired because we will not be able to cover it all in this in this episode but um yeah i think the big the big question is who else goes if anybody and that thinness that we're talking about in the MLP side, especially the expansion from 12 teams to 16 teams will be even more noticeable on the women's side. If any of the top women um, decide to, to go the vibe route. So I think that's what most people are keeping their eyes on now is, you know, will you have an Anna bright? Will you have a Paris Todd um, make that jump over to vibe? And um, if, yeah, I think that would be a that would be a big punch to uh, MLP, and I think you know MLP has they've preached openness and you know non exclusivity. Let let the players play what they want to play. Uh, but Adam, at what point does that does that turn into an issue because you're not able to lock down your top talent right now? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, no, it's definitely, and I, and I, obviously these are, these are both, these are both businesses. They, they want to make money, whether that's right away or at some point, but I think there's always been a slight vibe that the, whatever you want to call them, the PPA crew, the pickleball ink is, crew. Is that, is that a pun? Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the, uh, the pickleball ink, we'll call it the pickleball ink. There's been a slight vibe. Yes. Oh, did, oh, did, no, no. Stop it. Did I say that? Oh, you said that. Oh, oh I, don't, you, I don't even, I mean, I can't, I mean, I don't even need to try, Robert. You can't script happens. this stuff. I mean, it just happens. My goodness. Uh, that it's been, we'll say on a scale of one to t- 10, very, very high on that scale of business money making. Uh, obviously they love the sport. It's a great sport. You know, they wouldn't have a business if it weren't for the sport. And I think somewhere on that scale of one to 10, you have the APP MLP kind of Steve uh, Steve Kuhn crew who obviously are running a business and want to make money. But I think uh, to a lot of the people, they would put them a little bit more in the good for the game category. So so maybe not all the way at 10 uh, in a business. Maybe it's some balance there. But as you mentioned, Robert, uh, I mean, this is the way the world works. These businesses, these these uh, situations, especially fragment and a lot of things, a lot of times it, it's a battle until somebody wins. And I think this is just kind of uh, standard business stuff. Is, is Does that make sense, Robert? Yeah, no, it 100% does. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's been a back and forth like, blow to you know blow by blow this year right like mlp had a crazy amount of momentum with with announcing the the lebron group the tom brady kim kleister's group 
I just, you know, and I think they have one more announcement coming with the, with the last, with the last expansion ownership group. And you know, I expect that that'll probably be a big name as well. Um, so I think I, I expect PPA to do the same thing with vibe, which let's be clear that, you know, vibe is a PPA entity, <laughs> you yes, know, it's right, not, it's right. not, it's not the same business. It's, it's, a, it's a different legal entity, but it is, it is a PPA subsidiary in, in some form. Um, and I think they're going to have kind of the same, the same rollout of, of celebrity owners that, that MLP has, right. And, you know, Tom, Tom Dundon has, you know, A-list friends as well, you know, sports star friends. And, you know, if, if they go the team route like that and they have, they obviously have a draft. So I'm assuming they're going to have different teams um, and the different teams will have different owners. And I can only assume that these owners will also be, you know, high influence, high net worth individuals that have, yeah, that have, you know, similar to how MLPs rolled out their ownership. So um, it's, you know, I think vibe seems to have come together really quick. You know, I don't know if they threw it together. I don't know how much they put into it. I don't know what their format's going to be. We'll find out more soon, but it's, it's, it's very clearly, um, you know, a, a, pick, a pickleball league, pro pickleball league to, to compete directly with MLP and to kind of keep their players happy. So they're not pissed off as we've seen with Tyson McGuffin's video that they can't play MLP. So I'm expecting big money at vibe. I'm expecting big ownership and we'll see if that comes to fruition. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, Tyson's the one who, who made the statement or might've done a video. I, I don't even remember exactly what it was, but he's just the one that said something, you know, those, those rumblings were, not just him, uh, several of the players. So uh, I think that might be one of the main main reasons uh, you said a couple did. I always want also wonder, Robert, why why does your lighting seem better than mine? Uh, it's it, not my it's not my lighting. It's just it's I have a I have a natural radiant, glow, radiant yeah. skin. Okay, yes, all right, because I'm, I'm looking pretty pale <laughs> here, and you're looking pretty Hawaii. And I, so anyway, but uh, yeah, so to to kind of fix the issue with not being able to play MLPs. They, they, they do their own thing um, among other reasons. But um, I also had a little birdie tell me that it was supposed to just be JW and Dylan uh, that are going over. But that seems a little wild to me that just those two and they would cap it there with no other, uh, you know, maybe a high end female or two high end females to kind of uh, jump in. Uh, with those two. So that, that would be shocking to me if this is just it. Yeah. Uh, but that's kind of how I'm, how it's understood. And also I would like to know, and we don't have the full end information on this. Are JW and Dylan going to play APP tournaments? Are they going to go full PPA where they do the vibe and the PPA tournaments? Um, as of right now, I think all are available to them besides for not being able to play MLP. So uh, you know, they've done a lot of a lot of work to get their rankings where they need to for the new the new stipends and appearance fees from the APP. Uh, but, you know, if if PPA makes an offer, I mean, maybe maybe they go full bore, full bore PPA with vibe and PPA combination. Yeah, well, my understanding right now is that um, the vibe league will be tacked on to the existing tournaments. So it'll be either a Thursday or a Sunday. Oh, I deal. see. So a piggyback situation. So a piggyback. So they'll be they'll for sure be playing those six tournaments, uh, whatever they might be. Um, 
whether they play more, I'm not sure. I, I did hear some rumbling that you have to play eight PPAs if you're going to be in vibe. So uh, not, not, not sure if that's true. If that's okay. true, there's been a lot of uh, speculation and talk and blah, blah, blah. Of course. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and just, uh, yeah. And just less than 24 hours, I would guess since that news was announced. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so, so, I mean, yeah, definitely. I think they're going to make some, uh, make some announcements tomorrow. As you said, the, the uh, beginning day of that PPA Texas open, and then also kind of trickle in some more information over the upcoming couple weeks about the exact specifics of vibe, but obviously a, huge huge uh uh situation to monitor as as we're moving forward and they, they couldn't have started off started it off with a bigger bang with uh signing uh you know the top if not the top two pretty dang close to it male players uh for the mlp yeah i mean what are your thoughts on the overall like obviously vibe for the players in the short term is good because you know jw and dylan wouldn't be going there if it were comparable money to MLP, in my opinion, it, right. I, like I'm only assuming that it has to be significantly, a significantly better financial option for them to do that uh, versus stay with MLP. Yeah. So I mean, obviously good for players short term, it seems because players have options and players will get more money. Um, but in terms of the overall pro landscape, adding one more entity, a new pro league. So now we have the APP, We've got MLP, we've got PPA, we've got Vibe. Like it's just getting more fragmented. Every little new entity that gets added creates more fragmentation in the sport. So what is your take on, is it good for the pro game in the long run? Right. And I actually uh, did not play MLP. Uh, or I mean, I did play MLP, but the second uh, the we were math- mathematically eliminated and uh, only played those three uh, uh, matches to, to start uh, the tournament. So I actually chatted a decent amount with the Noah Rubin uh, player, uh, yep. the pro tennis player that was considering moving uh, to pickleball. And that was one of the main things that he said is, man, I did not know how fragmented it really was. Uh, and so I think that it is an issue. I really do in terms of, you know, like you said, straight up for the players, less so uh, monetarily, but for kind of maybe expediting the process to to getting to being more mainstream slash more uh, eyeballs on the sport, even from uh, just a watching standpoint, not just a playing and some of the, uh, you know, just seeing all of the talent that the game has to offer uh, in the same tournament. I do think that it is it is probably some form of hindrance to, to that. So, uh, uh, you know, it's uh, it, rarely anything is 100 percent good. The grass is always greener. So uh, I think that, you know, maybe some extra monetary cash in the players pockets uh, in the short term could possibly delay something bigger later on. I don't know if that's a slight delay, if that's a major delay, exactly what, what it may be. But that's kind of how it seems to me, Robert. Yeah. So yeah, more, more will be announced on the vibe league, um, in the coming days. So we'll, we'll, we'll release another podcast shortly hereafter. We are, I, I'm sorry. It's been so long since we've had a podcast. It's been entirely too long. Yeah, um, we've had you, some, we got to get you stateside. That's what, that's what needs to happen. This yeah. little, this little Hawaii yeah. thing is throwing off the rhythm of the timing and yeah. you know, if it, it does doesn't not feel right. 
If it does not. not feel right, we are not going to record, and it hasn't it hasn't felt right lately. So fix it, Robert. It's your problem. <laughs> fix it, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's done. I'm fixed. It's done. It's done. It's fixed. Hey, we are uh, coming regularly. Yeah, I got a I got a basement and a, a great guest bedroom. You just you just pop in, and we'll interview some people and have a good old time. That sounds lovely. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that. What else we got to cover, Adam? Okay, so Robert, I've I've kind of been uh, I don't know, kind of thinking exactly what I what I want to say about this. So I've had a lot of people ask me uh, why I am not playing anymore. Uh, obviously, I'm you know not at the ranking that I was say a year or two years ago, but I think that I'm still uh, uh, at 100% physically still still very relevant in this game as a pro player, uh, but. I um, definitely have have kind of switched my focus towards the second half of my career, because even if big if even if I could stay relevant in pickleball, it's only for another year or two, given given my age, given the talent coming in. So uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about just some of the kind of trials and tribulations that go along with being a pro player and how these guys and gals are really doing it's some serious work rob it it, it it really is is, uh there's not just uh physically taxing it's mentally taxing as well lots of travel and so i'm just going to kind of use myself and kind of how i feel uh, about the whole uh you know grind of being a pro player and maybe some some other people will kind of gain some insight into what these guys and girls are going through uh, on maybe not a daily basis, but certainly a weekly basis playing all these tournaments. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's a, it's a little bit embarrassing, some of it. And I, I was trying to figure out, you know, exactly how, how to say it. Um, I'm definitely not making, you know, any, any excuses. I've, I've earned my, I've beat a lot of people in this game, but I've certainly earned my losses along the way. Uh, so not, not trying to, to chalk it up. Uh, for that. And, and also, so I'm, I'm disclaiming this big time right now, as you can tell, um, uh, it's it, it really is uh, an awesome, great life. So I don't want people to think I'm just like complaining about how how uh, playing pickleball for a living, which is obviously a great situation. So uh, uh, definitely. So the, 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 these issues affect all players. I'm talking about kind of pressure, some anxiety, some things that go along uh, uh, with being a, a pro player that you, you really do have, have the spotlight on you. I mean, it's not the NBA, it's not the NFL, but it's growing. People know who you are and, uh, th- there's some pressures that go along with that. So obviously I think that, you know, maybe being in full fledged, uh, pro athlete physical condition could have, could have helped me through some of these situations in these tournaments. Uh, and, and it's certainly different for everyone. I think some people probably go through things worse than I have. Some people are right on the same page and some people have no idea what I'm talking about, uh, because they, they, they don't have issues with, with this kind of stuff. So, um, uh, normally my, my, my routine for a tournament, uh, I, I go a couple days early. Uh, there's really no one to, uh, really play high level stuff with uh, back home. And that's the same, same way for a lot of players, Rob. So, uh, you know, just a little extra travel and a little extra time away. I, I usually have somewhere between 10 and 20 people talk to me about, you know, who am I playing with this weekend? Uh, you guys are going to win for sure. You know, uh, you, you guys are a great team, this and that, whatever. And, you know, this is all individually really minor stuff, but when you throw it in, 
as a, as a total body of work, it's, it starts to affect you a little bit. So, um, I also think that it's, uh, you, you know, this Rob, I mean, you made a blog about it, that the climb to, to be a talented player and to climb through the ranks is just quite a bit more enjoyable in my opinion than once you kind of get more established. Uh, not that I ever made it to the very top of the game, but I made it pretty high and I was known as a contender for a lot of these tournaments, specifically in men's doubles. So uh, uh, I think at the end of 2021, uh, that first MLP, Declan, myself, we went six and one. We, we won the the uh, the year in champ, PPA year in championships. We got second in the US Open. So kind of going into 2022, uh, playing APP events, Basically, it was if we didn't win, it was a loss. I'm playing with, you know, the best player uh, at that time. Uh, and it, we heard Spencer Smith say it at the Orchard uh, on that PBA tournament. He was playing with Riley. It was a lot of pressure for him because if he yeah. if he loses, it's his fault. He's playing with the best player on the court. So uh, just just a, a few things that that kind of start creeping into your into your mindset and, and your mental space as you as you start playing more and more of these tournaments so uh usually the day before competition i start to feel a little odd uh just a little anxiety kind of mind racing and i've talked about it with you rob i almost very frequently do not sleep the night before competition and if it is it's usually a couple hours i almost always wake up nauseous try to try to force down you know five or six hundred calories because i know i need to uh, almost always have diarrhea uh, <laughs> when, when I wake up from nerves. Um, and really the process of the tournament, you, you get, you, I wake up at about five 30 or six. I, I do a physical routine. I, I get to the courts early. I warm up after every single match. I have to do a full clothes change. I'm constantly monitoring my hydration, my, my food, my electrolytes that I'm putting into my stuff. I'm just usually trying to stop sweating before I get called back to the court. Uh, obviously when you get deeper in the day, there's a little more structure to when you're going on, but that those first handful of rounds, or if you get knocked out to the, to the opportunity bracket early, uh, it's, it's a rough go of it. So, um, uh, definitely, uh, uh, a, a whole process. It's not just pop in, play your match, chat with your friends, go play another match. There's there's a big process that goes into it. Occasionally, I've even been uh, before my first round or after my first round, even even thrown up, gotten physically sick a few times. And and like I said, it's a little odd to talk about and a little embarrassing. I played uh, what was big time tennis for me and and never had issues. I've been at at the World Series of Poker final table uh, before. Uh, and, and never had issues. And now I'm, I'm playing, you know, hitting a plastic ball with a composite paddle and I'm having these real kind of uh, uh, anxiety, performance anxiety issues that go along with it. So uh, can just, you pinpoint any differences between the tennis, the poker and pickleball that makes pickleball so much more anxiety inducing? Do you feel like it's because um, the expectations are higher and like, maybe, maybe like you, yes. you built up the the reputation of being a top player and now you're expected to do a certain, you know, a certain way at the tournament. Right. And I, I came into the sport, whatever, five or six years ago. And that was my decision. It was like, try to get your name relevant so that you could do something in the sport. Cause this is a good switch after 
poker. So I think I put some pressure on myself to commit myself to pickleball in some fashion, whether it's, you know, commentating, coaching, playing. So uh, I don't have another job for this past five or six years. So I think that that is some extra pressure. Um, uh, and, and the expectations are different. So I think with, I never really had that as much uh, in the poker. It was more, it was more myself, even though I was doing that for a living, but it, it is, I, I, I have it. I don't know if maybe it's, because there's added physical stress with making it through a tournament, some maybe those work off of each other where it's more difficult for me. Uh, but I, I, I mean, I've been trying for you know three or four years to really pinpoint why I I struggle with it, and I have yet to be able to do so. So I basically yeah. just feel like crap for three days, struggle to eat, struggle to have fun. I don't want to go to dinners with friends after. I just want to go. I want to go home and I want to do laundry and I want to go to bed. That's the only thing I want to do. And then I, I get back from the tournament on Monday or, or Tuesday, whatever it is, finally start feeling better. I'm not nauseous anymore. Probably cram in 10,000 calories in two days. It's, it's just not a particularly healthy cycle is kind of what I'm saying. Because, you know, like after you get food poisoning or something and you finally feel better, you're just like, oh, this is awesome. You know, I'm, I'm cramming food in after not eating as much as I should throughout the weekend. So it's uh, it's just... It's kind of, and some, some tournaments are better than others. Uh, some tournaments, I, I feel it less. Some tournaments, I feel it more. And I obviously have not been able to fully pinpoint it. So just, uh, yeah, just a little, a little filibuster there on, on some, of the, some of the issues that I know some other pro players have uh, with the sport getting bigger, Robert. No, 100%. And a lot, a lot that you said resonated with me in terms of, um, especially the sleep at tournaments, I sleep horribly. Um, there, I don't think there's, I don't think there's been a night in the last two years that I played tournaments where I slept the whole night through, you know, um, especially when, I don't know if they, do they still release the draws at midnight because they used they to do that before. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, <laughs> and I was talking to even Brandon French before we played in Houston and mixed and he was like, woke up at 2am. So I was playing you. I couldn't sleep. <laughs> I was like, that's, but that's super like, it's a joke, but it's common. Like yeah, that, that, yeah. that's real. That exists. That happens a lot. For, for a lot of players and a lot of tournaments. Um, and yeah, no, I love that you shared all that, Adam, because it's, it's, it's real. It's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a little different than college tennis and um, even like kind of semi-pro tennis um, because, and this, this kind of goes back to like the stuff I talk about with senior pros a little bit is, you know, we've got 20 year olds that are, that are, this is real work. It's real travel. It's, it's, very mentally taxing to, to do this three, four days in a row, um, week after week. And this is how a lot of these up and comers are choosing to make a living. And yeah, it's, and it's hard and they need to be rewarded for it. And, um, yeah. And I think the more we shine a light on some of the, some of the stresses that go into, that go into playing full time, then the more people will, you know, one, feel like they're not crazy because I know you're probably the first person, you know, when we talked about it privately, you're really the first person that's talked to me um, in terms of another pro player that, that goes through this. And I know you're not the only one, but you're, you're the one that's been able to share and be open with it. So appreciate that. And um, yeah, I think, I think, you know, now that you've talked about it a little bit and shared, I think more, more players will come forward and be like, yeah, dude, this is, 
this is super stressful. And again, like you said, everybody's going to be at a different level with it, mm-hmm. but the, it, it's real. The stress, the anxiety, all that stuff is, is very real. Uh, yeah. So it's, uh, uh, you know, once again, it's, you know, not the easiest thing to talk about. I mean, I'm, I, I, Hit, hit a plastic ball with a composite paddle for a living and, ma- and make a decent amount of money. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty great, but uh, you know, just that, that whole and individually, a lot of them might not, might not seem like much, but that, that whole thing, uh, all those things factored into the situation. I, I have no doubt some other players feel that way, at least to some degree. So always, always good to, you know, shine a light on, on, on stuff that, that people might be, uh, struggling with or, or give yeah. them a possible reason to maybe say something or, or, or I can talk to them privately and help them out with that or, or whatever the case may be. But, but, but either way, yeah. uh, it, it's certainly the last, even when I, I mean, granted, you know, obviously let's be clear, the talent is huge. And, you know, some of those poor results were a little bit of, of, uh, not being 100% physically, but a lot of that was just, you know, a lot of the people I'm playing these days are, are better pickleball players than me. Uh, but, um, you know, definitely uh, that that last, even when I was having some pretty good successes, that last year and a half or two years, it, it wasn't always fun. And uh, I just think that some people sh- should know that, that some of, some of these players uh, uh, have some tournaments that everything's good, but probably have some tournaments where where it's, it's borderline fun or not fun. So, uh, just, just wanted to yeah. mention, mention that and, 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 uh, and, you know, let everyone know that it's, you know, all, not all roses and, and whatever, uh, out there for, for, for these pro athletes. Yeah. And I think the, just the, the poker versus tennis versus pickleball reference that you made, um, like singles, especially tennis, like that's what kind of a lot of us came from playing junior tennis being, you know, going travel to tournaments, like before, before college tennis, where college was more of a team, but you're still on the court by yourself. You're still having to figure things out on your own. Um, but a lot of us come from that world. So now in pickleball, where kind of doubles are the primary events, doubles and mixed, um, you're not just it's not just you, right? So for me also, I have like some stress and anxiety around performing for my partner and making sure that I don't let them down that day. And there's, you know, even if it's, even if it's small, like you said, like it adds up and, um, you know, especially like, let's say you don't play with somebody, you know, many times and you have an opportunity to play with them. And like you said, with the Spencer Smith thing, it's like, Oh, well, if I lose, it's my fault, which is a whole another layer of pressure. Sure. Um, so I, it's, it's like a double-edged sword in terms of pickleball. It's like, you don't want to let these partners down. Um, you want to make sure you can go to the tournament. So they're not out of partner, which is a big deal. Like you right. never had to worry about that in tennis because you don't even play doubles in tennis tournaments. Um, so you're, you have two people you're responsible for and that you need to perform for, and you need to be there for, and you need to be ready to play for. And then also you have singles too, if you play singles, which again, is the other edge of the sword, which you're out there all alone and it's a long day and you have grinding points and it gets, mm-hmm. it, it's a physical battle more than, more than anything, physical and mental, more than actual like skill and ability at times towards the end of the day, as yes. you've seen. Um, so yeah, it's, there's, there's a lot of layers that people don't really think about. And I think people that just kind of observe pro players at tournaments are probably like, Oh, you know, look, they're going out and playing a, playing a two game match and, coming back sitting with their friends and hanging out but it's it's you know looks can be deceiving it's not it's not so much like that 
Yeah, no, def- definitely. Yeah, no, de- definitely agree with that. And I, I've even had some, like, I've obviously talked about this with Prof uh, Karen Carr and, uh, you know, I've even had some, you know, quote unquote, lesser players or, or someone I never even played with before, just a situation where you should not have any anxiety about it. And yeah. there's pressure there because they maybe have never had a, a you know, a player a partner on your level and yeah. they are expecting, you know, something good to come of it. Maybe it may be a deep run, maybe possibly meddling something like that. Yep. So uh, there, there's a lot of different ways that these, that these pressures creep in uh, say for instance, uh, MLP, the team event, you have three teammates and you have a, a team owner and a group of people that have invested uh, a pick in you and in money in the team and you have three other, not just one partner, you have three partners. So it's uh, obviously I love, I love the team aspect of it and it's, it's, uh, it makes the atmosphere awesome. But at the same time, there's some extra pressures that, that, that go into it uh, for, for that. So uh, uh, I think the, the looks can be deceiving uh, statement, you know, really, really resonated. And, you know, sometimes my, my parents always watch me. Sometimes they'll, they'll ask they sometimes they know I'm feeling rough and sometimes they, they have no idea. And they're like, how'd you feel this weekend? And then we talk about it because uh, you're just constantly trying to, you know, push it down and, and perform like, you know, you need to do. So uh, uh, yeah, it's w- whether it's, it's obvious or not. Uh, there's often, often a, a battle going on uh, uh, inside these players for sure. Yeah. Those are good parents you got, Adam. No, they're no, they're they're uh, Mama Stone, Papa Stone. They're 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 doing their thing. Uh, Papa Stone crushed it at the Houston APP. Oh man, he that guy was running all over the place. I think he's I think he slept for three days. Uh, <laughs> he, he'd been retired for a while. He did like yeah. twelve hours of work five days in a row. Not to mention all the lead up. So yeah, he uh, shout out to both of them. That sounds like uh, you right now. Retired for a while, and now you're uh, you've had to work the past couple of days, and you're stressed. Yeah, you need you need to sleep. I know it's, it's true. It's just house husband stuff is house husband's hard. <laughs> it, it really is. It really is. <laughs> tell you what, I mean, she, she had a, uh, she had a flight this morning. She's uh, heading, heading for a funeral. I mean, I got to, I got to toast the, the pumpkin bread for her. I got to get her a oh, little, yeah. a little coffee, you know, make sure yeah. she's all set up pregnant lady. I mean, oh, she's, yeah. she, 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 she's not necessarily one to be hangry, but she's been hangry these last couple of weeks. And if I don't have it, ready for she i'm, I'm gonna pay the price that's for sure i'll tell you adam if i if i ever wanted or needed a house husband you'd be my first <laughs> there's no so doubt good hey I'm, like if i if i get toasted pumpkin bread you're like you're my guy yeah with a little i mean a little bit of butter too you know I mean, <laughs> I mean, you gotta you got have that i mean for sure so uh uh yeah so that definitely uh just kind of wanted to mention that hopefully you know we'll get a little feedback about that or you know someone someone in the in the chat saying what are you talking about you're playing pickleball you idiot or or yeah. maybe maybe someone you know uh uh private messaging me and, and maybe i could i could be a, a uh, somebody so, someone to talk to or, or or maybe have a few pro players uh come up to me and we can discuss it and maybe it could get better better for them because uh i'm retired and that feels right right now can we talk about um another stress inducing uh moment for a pro player Sure, or it please. should be Travis Rettenmeyer throwing a hundred candle line oh, against NML. Oh, yes. I mean, oh, that, I, I get, this. I get anxiety with that. 
Maybe yeah, no. maybe Travis just has 100k to throw around. I don't know, but uh, he seems to be throwing it around. <laughs> yeah, no, <for laughs> because sure. NML these guys aren't bad pickleball players. These guys are good pickleball players. They're I both over five oh duper. I think. Yeah, I think it's like five oh nine and five like yeah eighteen or something like five point one eight. So I wouldn't uh, say yeah, they're so, favored. I wouldn't say. I think it's. I think it's a pretty even line to be honest. I think it's going to be pretty pretty close. Right now, and when you're talking about five oh players, that is a big difference but if you i'm just saying if you had if you had 40 players like adding oh, more adding more of them doesn't really help that much you, right. you know what i'm saying if you yeah. have like you're like well we'll play you six verse one well that's not really an advantage when you're talking about lower lower players yeah. uh well, let's having, just get some context around what this is so so yes please go so nml wrote uh, as they do they write they write kind of opinion pieces um on on pickleball tournaments and pickleball events, pro pickleball, everything that's happening in the pro pickleball scene, they kind of um, do an analysis and write on it and throw their opinions out there. And I don't remember exactly what the article was. I think it was talking about MLP something. Uh, well, I, I, I know exactly yeah. what it was because okay, he, he beat me. Okay. So he, he, he swept me four points in a row to win the dream breaker. Got it. And, and Travis, uh, shot a message nml did a did a uh you know like a mlp recap or whatever of the day and they didn't mention that he won four straight points and he basically said great journalism you guys are a joke not to mention that i won four straight points to seal the dream breaker and here we go continue <laughs> love it i don't know if, well first off i don't know if he's like doing that to troll and like just to like just to be snarky or if he is actually like upset that they didn't mention it. Yeah. Who, who knows? Yeah. He, uh, but either way, it's fantastic. Yeah. And, it, it, it is and fantastic. in his comment, he threw out like, he was like, anytime you guys want to play for a hundred K let's do it or something like that. Right. And NML was like, <laughs> their initial reaction was like, we don't have MLP type money, but, um, but we'll keep that in mind moving forward. And then they drop, then NML comes back and they drop an article that says, Hey, Travis, we are in for the 100K. We could, let's put it in an escrow account <laughs> and play for it. We'll go wherever you are, wherever you want to play. And there, mm -hmm. Travis is like, sure, St. Pete, let's do it. Let's set the date. So it sounds like it's going to happen. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I mean, that's a lot of money for a pickleball match. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go down there and commentate this thing. It's super exciting. Oh, I'll go down there and cheer. I don't and, care. And, yeah, right. And I, and, I, <laughs> and I do think it's, it's super interesting because – uh, there, these guys are legit. So like yeah. how big of an advantage is, is the, is the two on one going to be, where are they going to be in the court? How, how yeah. are they going to line it up? Are they, are they both going to try to get in? Is are they going to do one up one back? Or like who, who knows the, the optimal strategy in this situation? Uh, but man, it's, 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 it's very intriguing. And if they actually stick with this 100 K, there is going to be some little tight booty holes and some really tight play out there on this court for that kind of money. A hundred percent. I think so. I play a lot of two on one here in Hawaii just for, just for good practice. Um, and it's usually with a couple four fives. I don't, I don't, this is where it gets interesting. I don't lose those games, uh, especially early. I, I, don't, I haven't lost, but it gets, I get tired. I get real <laughs> tired after one game. I get real tired. Yeah. Cause if they play properly, they're moving me around. Cause that's, it's like, I've got to tell the story. I've got a buddy out here. A lot of people know him actually. He plays some PPA tournaments and APPs. His name's Kelsey Lau, K-Dog. We call him K-Dog here on Maui. I, I feel like I know him. I bet you do. He's, yeah. he's buddies with Irina. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. But anyways, he's a big wave surfer, great dude. 
he was telling me this story. I don't know how I got on the story, but I have to say it. Um, so there's, so in Maui, we have kind of like on the water, it's called Kihei, Wailea, these little towns. And then up the hill where there's a volcano, it's called Upcountry. It's a little cooler. Um, there's ranches up there. There's a lot of livestock, stuff like that. And there's, ran so there's this ranch. And uh, the other day, Kelson's like, yeah, I know uh, all the, all the cowboys up at the ranch know me. I'm like, why do they know you? He's like, because I killed a deer in my bare hands. I was like, okay, tell me more. <laughs> he's like, yeah, it was bow hunting and my, uh, my crossbow got jammed. So he's like, I'm shooting and it just got jammed up. So, um, you know, I, he's like, I was 20 yards out from this buck. And then he's like, I went back to a hundred yards, tried to fix the, try to fix the bow. It wouldn't fix. So he's like, you know, I just watched this deer for a while. My bow wasn't working. And I decided to go up behind it and grab it by the, by the antlers. And I'm like, you decided to sneak up on a buck and grab it by the antlers. <laughs> yeah. He was like, yeah, I just jumped on, held him as tight as I could. And he was huge. He was like, it's a big buck. So he's literally just swinging him back and forth with his antlers, trying to shake him off. And Kelton's holding on for dear life with both hands, fingers bloody. Um, and he just holds on until the deer gets tired. So he's just, you know, he's holding on to it. It eventually gets tired and he starts pulling it back by its antlers, taking it. Um, he said he had to go mile, mile and a half back to the ranch house. So he's just like going a couple steps, pulling it. Then the deer like, you know, holds its ground and then he pulls it a couple more steps and it takes him however long to get back forever. And he gets back and he's, um, he's yelling at the house to pull out a knife, to bring a knife out. And I think he, I think he, um, I don't know how he kills it, but I think he slits its throat or whatever the most humane is. I don't know if that's, <laughs> if that's humane. <laughs> Sounds very humane. Yes, <laughs> let me tell you. But yeah, okay. so, so K-Dog uh, just killed a deer with his bare hands. That, you know, Robert, that's a great story. And but, I this, but why did I tell it? There, there was a segue there. There was some no, kind of relevance. No okay. Uh, you, you lost but That's, that's K-Dog for you. But, but also, and you also told me the K-Dog story about how you were in the car with him. And you were oh, yeah. on a kind of a somewhat of a country road. I wasn't in the car with him, but he told me the okay, day yes, after. Yes, his so, his so, girlfriend Skylar was in the car with him. Right, right, right. And so he saw there's a there's a deer in the road, and so instead of avoiding it or slowing down, he just pumps the gas, destroys the deer with the car, and then throws the deer in the back of the car, and they eat venison for a couple of weeks. So. Correct. Correct. Yeah, it's a, it's a special mindset. That's a special mindset. I'll tell you what. That's <laughs> uh, just like K-Dog. Just K-Dog. He's, he's just doing his thing. Live, what live, were we talking live, live about before? There's, there's, there was some relevance to that. I, I, I Damn it. Know. I knew when I started talking about K-Dog killing a deer with his bare hands, I'd lose it. <laughs> but uh, don't you have to like go work or something, Robert? Uh, How yeah, much time you got? We got a few minutes here. Anything else we need to cover? It'll kind of last. Oh, we were talking about NML, uh, Rettenmeyer. Um, yes, yes, money yes, on yes, the yes, line. yes, yes. So we, we, yeah, we, I mean, it's, it's just phenomenal. Everything about it is phenomenal. Uh, like from a joke to money and a hundred thousand in escrow in like 48 hours. So it's, uh, pretty exciting stuff. And I'm not sure exactly what your segue is, but. Oh, I, I kind of remember. Uh, yes, I was talking about like, so I play like, I play Kelton and some other guys oh, here yeah. two on one sometimes. And uh, yeah, so I start off strong, then I get really tired. So if they play, I think they're going to do best three out of five. Uh huh. I mean, Travis is in, Travis is fit. He's in good shape. Yeah. So it might not be such an issue for him as it is me. 
Right. But at the same time, if NML can keep him on court, moving around, running around, like mm-hmm. it, could, it could be real. It goes to five yeah. games, like that fifth game, he's going to be tired and there's going to be a lot of money on the line. Yeah. Like, uh, it, it'll, it'll be, it'll be really intriguing to watch actually. I think more so than any tournament that I've watched recently. <laughs> actually. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I think, um, Travis and myself, we have a similar body type, so I think he's going to be fine. He's he's going to be fine. Uh, elite with, physical with, professional with, athlete. Yeah, elite 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 uh, professional athlete. So so when they when you play them, how do they play you? Do they come to the net every time, or like how, yeah. how does it work? They they just come in every time. Yeah, they come in. Well, I I return. I always I always follow it in. Okay. Um, if they were smart, they try to just drop me and start moving me around. They try to pass a lot. Mm-hmm. And I usually can cover that decently well, their passing yeah. shots. And then I'm in control if I just get one volley. If I get one volley deep, I know I'm yeah, in control. You're, you're right. Uh, sure. But if they like, if they were to drop, call it to my backhand, um, and one of them comes up, like that's how that's how they can that's how they can do it. But like when I play, I just try to blast balls, and it usually works. Yes, right. No, for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I would just be really intrigued to see what two very legitimate players uh what exact strategy they would come up with in terms of staying back coming forward dinking and dunking possibly wearing them down because three, three out of five is a big deal yeah. and uh i don't care if you are in phenomenal shape when you're playing two on one it's 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 going to be some form of a factor oh yes it is yeah they don't <laughs> What I, I just wouldn't recommend they just try to hit passing shots. I would drop every ball and just try to move him around the whole time. Right, right. Even yeah, if you so. lose the first game, just wear him down. Make it yeah. long points. Make it, yeah, not not one, two-shot rallies. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that's good. And uh, obviously, we've had uh, a lot of uh, tournament action over the last couple of weeks, and I'm going to put together a, a little recap uh, of that for our next episode in the next in the next day or two. And uh, and obviously we have the PPA Texas Open coming up this weekend and then right into Nationals in Indian Wells, uh, which I will not be going to. I will be drinking IPAs and yelling at the screen, uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully positively, not negatively at that. So uh, so definitely we'll get a little bit more into some, some specifics of the previous tournaments and and, uh, and the preview of, of Nationals, especially uh, in these next episodes. And hopefully, Robert, will have some slightly more information about vibe or possible yeah. other players, uh, making that leap, uh, to, to the vibe league. So, um, yep. Cra- Adam, crazy. I have an idea. I have an oh, idea. please, please tell me. Um, and I've tried to do this in the past and it was semi successful, but people mm-hmm. seem to like it a lot. Okay. Um, there was a, I think it was like a Tuesday night pickleball or even maybe a tournament, but I rigged it up to where, um, the, the feed was streaming, on my mm-hmm. screen, but mm-hmm. I was doing the commentary from home. Ooh, nice. So I was kind of like pirating their stream, yes. kind of muting their commentary and talking and talking about the match as, you know, remotely. So I think it would be a lot of fun if we did that together for nationals or for even Ooh. just like we, we do it on a day and for an event Dang. to see how it works. Yeah. And so I, maybe, I, I love all my colleagues in the commentary booth, but I, I, it would feel right if, if, if you and I got on there together, I, I feel like it would be unstoppable oh, to be honest. It would feel very right. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it right. for today? Yeah. I, th- I think we're going to have to cut it. I know you got uh, yeah. some, some business to handle and I got to yep. haul freaking 
five boxes of prof sweaters upstairs so you know <laughs> uh just just good times but we must get back on in the next couple of days because uh, there's just too much to talk about and uh it feels wrong when when, when uh i don't see your my better light face. your better lighted and more <laughs> tan face than mine which is very sad but uh, my face isn't tan it's just the lighting trust that's me. that's right yeah, well uh, leave, leave a comment below guys whatever uh, you're listening uh wherever you're listening on uh, Anybody wants to message me about some of that performance anxiety, I'd love to talk with any of you pro players out there. And until next time, do what feels right, guys. Later. Because you know why? Why? Because it feels right. It feels right. Legendary. Yeah.